Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, the top four non-UK players to grace English football. Pitchside Dave's look at local football and the stars of the week, as well as the What's On Guide. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith, but he's not in the studio tonight. He is, but Pitchside Dave isn't. So, uh, it's just um, two of the remaining Chuckle Brothers. (laughs) Let's do this. And as ever, we start with headlines both local and national. The four A's were at Lincoln Marathon at the weekend. Wins for Zach in Division 8, Jacob in Division 6, a bronze medal for Jacob in, in, in Division 4, and Daniel missing out. There's a full report that Julie puts on every week, and you know, it is fantastic what the four A's are doing, going out to these marathons and getting these youngsters, not so lucky as some of us, out there and racing and look at the pictures oh they really are enjoying it and somebody else who enjoyed it but didn't have the greatest day out was uh, our friend James Brinkat Smith he got a bronze medal at the Western European Power Lifting Championships but by his own admission it wasn't the best of days for him let's go let's go national a little bit here and Tony can come straight in on this one Anthony Joshua's trainer, Rob <coughs> McCracken, insists the health of his boxers is of paramount importance. McCracken told the BBC he knew Joshua's concussed from round three against Andy Ruiz Jr. in June, but let him fight on before his seventh round loss. Brain injury charity Head- Headway calls it a shocking admission. McCracken says, I'm not a doctor, and it may have been that he was concussed, but not the right term was used. Well, if there's any <coughs> suggestion whatsoever of concussion in whatever sport, then the guy can no longer take part in it. But if you're in a ring and someone's trying to knock your head off, you get the bloke out of there as fast as you can, otherwise you were talking about a wooden box. It's crazy, isn't it? Hmm. I, I, how, I mean, you said at the time he looked concussed. I, I, I remember <laughs> you going on and on about it. Because Anthony Joshua is pound for pound one of the best boxers I've ever seen. And he was just standing in the ring, letting the other bloke hit him. And he's a, he's a good boxer, both on attack and def- and in defence. And, you know, I mean, people were saying his, his mind appeared not to be on the job. If it's now been confirmed as concussion, I was only guessing at the time, but if this bloke has actually confirmed him and let him go on for four more rounds, then he wants his licence taken off him. You could see that from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, yet his trainer, and I assume they still have doctors around the ring, couldn't see it. It, it, That is nothing short of scandalous. It it, it is, and, you know, I mean, I I honestly think, although boxers don't need the money when you go to that level, but he's got a case for suing both the boxing authorities and his own trainer. I mean, that is, you know, that's, that's an absolute sporting scandal. It really is, it's... But, I mean, if you can tell on television... Then you can tell when you're talking to the bloke face-to-face in his corner for two minutes in between rounds. And what the doctor's doing ringside, if not to protect the people that are in it. To cricket, and Nottinghamshire are winless after 12 games and remain at the foot of Division 1. Um, 
the county championship and they so far have managed to accumulate 54 points um they're all but relegated it all depends on warwickshire's game against essex but you know they are relegated 54 points in in 12 matches yet in the one day game or what people seem to insist on calling it now the white ball game they're a force to be reckoned with they've got the priorities wrong (coughs) surely yeah, I mean, they're through to the finals, aren't they, in the uh, T20 blast. But um, I asked my mate, Ben Faulkner, who's um, a season ticket holder at Trent Bridge, is he going to the T20 or is he coming to see us? Uh, for, as in floor surf, because Ben is the match day secretary. He said, I'm coming to see you because it's £86 a ticket at, at, at Edgebaston for the finals. You know, £86 a ticket, and they're trying to take the game to the common man. <laughs> You know, that's just unbelievable. <laughs> Talking of unbelievable, England managed to go from 130 for 2 to 226 for 8 before recovering to close on 271 for 8, thanks mainly to Josh Butler's 64 not out and Jack Leach is, is their 10 not and he's about our best batsman in the summer, Jack, <laughs> Jack Leach is. I mean, two or three things I want to say here. Um, Root got a fifth day. And was dropped three times during that 50. Yeah. Um, three <clears throat> times on catches that would all expect to take. Curran, who got his chance to come into the side, decided to um, hit Mitchell Marsh out of the ground and across the Thames and was caught by Smith for 15 on the first day of a test match when your team's in trouble. And talking of the first day of the test match, a full day's play at the Oval, 82 overs. That is shocking. Mm. Well, it's <clears throat> the, first of all, I've been listening to Test Match Special all day, and um, it is definitely the second best radio programme on earth, obviously after ourselves. Of course. But um, <clears throat> it's just that Tim Payne astounded everybody by winning the toss and putting the opposition in. Well, perhaps Smith didn't get the message to him. <laughs> But it's just, you know, I mean, if you win the toss at the Oval and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about bowling, you have another think again and bat. And, and you know, every captain will tell you that. But as you say, obviously, Steve Smith, who is the uh, captain of Australia, apart from uh, apart from the, the uh, armband or whatever they have in cricket, you know, obviously, as you said, didn't get the message to him. But, um, you know, having made that sort of remarkable decision... Um, I think it's ended with about honours even, to be honest. But the trouble is, at the <clears throat> at, at, at test match level, they take the one-day mentality out there with them. And if they've played four dot balls, they think they've got to smack the fifth one. Well, Stokes was out trying to yeah. get a sixth one or something on the first day of a test match. But, you know, I mean, the, 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 the whole thing is they've got that white ball mentality that they're taking into test matches. Yeah. And, and the reason for that is that the ECB have spent four years <coughs> concentrating everything on winning the World Cup. We've got it wrong. Well, we've not got it wrong. Because Australia's we, got it right. We've not got it wrong because we won the World Cup. Yeah, but we're not going to win the Ashes. And we've had this conversation on countless times. What do you want to white ball World Cup or the Ashes? I would much rather have the Ashes. Well, I think they did it on the basis that they've, they've won the Ashes plenty of times, but they've never won the World Cup. So they had a great big concentrated effort on the white ball game, but now they realise 
how much the nation actually does love the ashes and how much it means to people and they'll spend the next four, <coughs> next four years under a new coach, excuse me, <coughs> under a new coach, uh, steering the way towards appreciating the five-day the five day game once again. Well, they really do, because they, they've they put have to. what was probably the second or third best test team in the world back into the also-rans. Mm. But they've got a one-day trophy, which is a bit like a Sunday trophy. Gareth Southgate says... <laughs> Not these days. Gareth Southgate says um, England players... Um, will meet to prepare how to react to racism before their trip to Bulgaria on October the 14th. Bulgaria's national stadium is going to be partially closed for the visits of England and the Czech Republic because of racist behaviour from the fans way back in June. England players were also subjected to racist abuse in Bulgaria in 2011. It is a concern and we're not confident that we'll go there and nothing will happen, says the England manager. Well, I mean, I, I blame you, Aether. You know... How many times do these countries want telling? Sometime, sooner or later, and I know it's the players that's done no harm at all, but you've got to chuck that country out. And then, the, then the, it just might start getting through to the idiots. <sighs> I, I, I just... It might not. But I, I, I cannot believe that we're having this conversation... Again. ...in 2019. <coughs> you know, I mean, uh, 1970s, we all watched and laughed at television programmes... But surely, you know, the society has changed a hell of a lot since then. But apparently some morons, it hasn't, you know, and um, I find it absolutely abhorrent. It is just staggeringly thick. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I just despair for these people. I do, but, uh, you know, uh, I know the authorities will say, what can they do? But they, there is only one thing they can do, isn't they? Well, I mean, it's it's... It's very, very harsh to sort of throw these countries out, but, I mean, it's, it's the only way they'll start learning. And then if people do start getting thrown out, if, 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 if the whole countries start getting thrown out, then it might make people who are stood next to them that genuinely support Italy or genuinely support, you know, the, these, these countries that have got a major, major problem, then their own supporters might start turning around and going, oh, you, you're yeah. going to try and get us kicked out again? Yeah. And, and then they'll self-police. Exactly. Because if you rely on your earth, we're going nowhere. Well, we said that last night. Um, it's famous four time um, on a Thursday night in course, and tonight we're going to pick our best non-UK or Irish players ever to grace English football. I put last week's poll, because we, we narrowed it down to our three favourites, didn't we? Uh, I put it on Twitter, and many of you actually went on Twitter, and I do thank you very much for that. With 45% of the vote, Kenny Dalgleish turned out to be the winner of the best Scottish footballer ever to grace the English mm. game. And I think he was your man, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I think he was your man. So, um, unfortunately, you get the point for that one. Um, well, I, I just think that... Uh, I did like the argument for Kenny Dalgleish after football more than the argument for Kenny Dalgleish during football. Well, during football as well, I mean, he I just... Know, uh, he was he, just a pain when he supported Forrest. But, but, but he... How, how do you replace... Kevin Keegan in the hearts of the cop, and yet Dalgleish did. Yeah, that is an incredible achievement. Pitchside Dave cannot be with us um, tonight, and we do wish that everything turns out okay for him. Um, with a little bit of luck, he's going to be back with us next week. But he has sent reams and reams of paper, so um, yeah. we, we we can now do um, the famous four.
with an awful lot of input from Mr. Smith. <laughs> right. Um, in fourth place for for Dave, um, he's gone for Bert Troutman. <laughs> what a call! Um, German POW and stayed in the UK. Played. 508 games for Manchester City between 1949 and 64, a period when foreign players were rare. He won the hearts of the English public when anti-German feeling was still high after the Second World yeah. War. Famously, of course, carried on um, playing after breaking his neck in the 56 Cup final against Birmingham City. A few days earlier, he had been awarded the, the FA Player of the Year, a first for a goalkeeper and a first for a, a foreign player. Um, Dave, actually... Played as a goalkeeper during his school days, so we could identify with him. Didn't you pick up a German accent last week? No. No, I didn't either. No. So, her pitch side, Dave, well, It does explain his walk, doesn't it? It does explain mm. the walk. It, yes, it does, yes. Um, he also mentioned uh, in just about every football annual from his early days. <laughs> that's not a bad call, <laughs> is, is it? <laughs> Before you uh, went on to uh, describe Bert's most famous moment, for Manchester City in the 56 FA Cup final. Yes, that's what I said, if you was listening. Yeah, I don't tend to listen to a lot of your stuff. No. But, um, but basically, I was going to say, Dave is really sticking his neck out there. Oof. But, um, no, oh, I mean... Oh, yeah, that, shocking. If you think about it, 1956, I mean, the war hadn't been over very long, had it? It was still fresh in a lot of people's minds. And for a former POW... To get player of the year. <laughs> it's not bad going. What, what a fantastic bloke Bert Troutman must have been. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, that's a good call. It is fantastic. That's a good call. My number four, and, and I, 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 did, I must admit, I found this one very, very difficult. I, I, last week I was, I found this one difficult. I've gone for Arnold Muren. I've gone with people that I've seen play football. And when Arnold Muren came to Ipswich with Franz Tyson, he transformed the way that teams play in this country. Mm. Um, That's a good call, and, and, it? He, and it was a, an absolute joy to watch. It was one or the other of them two, but I thought Muren was the better player. They introduced Dutch football into the English game. Well, I've been very, very blessed in football uh, when it comes to foreign players, in that I've seen a lot of them make their debut over here. Um, I was at Darlington Tech doing a journalism course and I had to do a thousand word dissertation on the subject of my choice and um, that my choice was a, a week in the life of Middlesbrough Football Club and so I went across John Neal was the manager at Middlesbrough at the time they had a heck of a team and, and he made me very welcome training for a week building up to the first game of the season at Ayrson Park against Tottenham Hotspur and for Tottenham Hotspur, there were two debutants, Ozzy Ardiles and Ricky Villa. <laughs> but my fourth choice, I also saw him make his debut. Because in um, the 91-92 season, the last season before it went Premier League, Notts County actually got promoted into the old first division. And their first game was away at Old Trafford. And my fourth choice is Peter Schmeichel who I saw make his debut that day against Notts County. He didn't have a lot to do that day, bless him. <laughs> uh, Steve Cherry was the man of the match by a long, long way. <laughs> and how Notts County only lost 2-0 is a miracle. But um, it, it basically, Calverton lad, local lad, Steve Cherry, was world-class that day. But at the other end, Peter Schmeichel, they were looking at Manchester United for a replacement 
for Peter Schmeichel for many, many years, and that's the impact that he made upon Old Trafford. He, he did actually, and you know, when everybody else was getting the compliments, it was, it was Schmeichel's unnerving ability to be able to stop a ball with any part of his body. Tremendous mm. bravery, yes. and uh, then he had a son, obviously, that went on to play. Uh, who went on to play for Notts County, and then at Leicester City, uh, when they had the tragedy. Who was the guy that tried to run towards the burning helicopter and had to be held back by the police? Mm. Peter Schmeichel's son. So it runs in the family, that sort of bravery. So good good call there, Tony. Good call. I think mm, that's mm. that's three good fourth places. Bert Troutman wins that one for me. <laughs> oh, wow, what a call. Uh, Dave's third place is Ardelis. Um, he played uh, 221 times for Tottenham between 77 and 88. Uh, not a prolific goal machine, as Dave tells, tells us, but his dribbling ability was... Uh, Almost second and on. Apparently in Argentina, he was nicknamed the Python. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've had enough of that this week. Um, that was third place. I mean, here's where I, I got a bit. I, I don't know where to go from now on. I, I, I think I think Aussie Art Dealers, just to stick with him, deserves a mention just for the way he pronounced Tottenham. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Are you going to try it? Tottenham. Tottenham. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Didier Drogba. Yes, good call, um, Because yeah. on his day for Chelsea, he could he could win a match. Dave's gone for Drogba uh, at number two, so I'll tell you the Drogba details yeah. in a minute. Well, well I, I uh, can't stand Chelsea. I've hated Chelsea for uh 49 years now uh basically because they beat leeds united in the 1970 fa cup final and i've hated them ever since you don't hold a grudge though do you don't hold a grudge chelsea and stapleford i mean stapleford peas in a pod and selston <laughs> selston <laughs> and almost anything else that begins with us i suppose <laughs> no no it's just um chelsea can't stand them but drogba what a bloke you'd have him in your side anytime yeah you know, I mean, uh, imagine a side talking of people I've got no great fondness for. My starting lineup in the all-time eleven would have Drogba at probably number nine, or a playing in the number nine role anyway. Stuart Pearce at left back. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your number three? Number three is uh, Dennis Bergkamp. Okay, uh, because he actually predated Arsene Wenger. Would you believe? Uh, but um, he established the style um, that people love about Arsenal. Uh, in Saturday's programme, I don't want to spoil it for the readers, <laughs> programme alert, but um, basically um, the guy I interviewed this, the, for the Focus On uh, page this week is Ben Hutchinson, and uh, one of the questions is, which football team did you first support and why? And Ben's answer was, uh, oh, is Arsenal... And I still do, simply because of the way they play. And Bergkamp instigated that style. Tell you what, it's lucky Ben Hutchinson's not another ten years older than he could remember the way they played under George Graham. He wants to support them. <laughs> but as a manager, one nil as do me rather than ten three, as I said. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's that, that's the number three he's done, in, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm lost. That's yeah. the number yeah. three he's done. Yeah. Um, Dave's number two is Drogba, so let's do the Ivory Coast International. Played for Chelsea between 2004 and 2012. goals in 226 um, games. Scored 10 goals in 10 major finals and won 10 trophies, including four Premier League titles and a Champions League final. 
And this is why I can't understand why Dave's got his number one where he has, because Drogba, 10 goals in 10 major finals, a big game player. Uh, just uh, a fantastic, okay. fantastic. We'll come back to that one in a minute. My number two is Thierry Henry, yeah. because again, he's a goal scorer and he can win a game on his own. Uh, and he, 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 he was actually... I thought when Wenger was at his best and his in his pomp, he made Henry the play that he turned out to be. It, it, it took him from what he was and made him a centre forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was when Wenger was actually at his best. Unfortunately, Wenger's did a clough on whoever else didn't he? And that was yeah. you'll only remember the bad points. But I've gone for Thierry Henry for number two, and your number two is uh, Cristiano Ronaldo because um, interesting. He played against uh, Man United uh, in a pre-season friendly and the Man United hierarchy, people like, you know, sort of Gary Neville, uh, David Beckham, uh, people like that said, you've got to sign him, boss. You've got to sign him. We is dynamite. And Ronaldo came into the Man United side as a very young lad. Um, I think he was 17 when he made his debut and he was doing all his step-overs and, and falling over every time anybody went near him. And he thought, what the hell? And then he became somebody that, you know, sort of Real Madrid paid 80 million for. But he went to... I, I couldn't believe it when I was doing the research uh, this this evening between um, five past six and ten past. <laughs> I have a very busy life. That long. <laughs> but he left Manchester United for Real Madrid when he was only 24. And because he started so young, people think he was there for donkeys. But, you know... Yes. I mean, that's why I didn't put him, because I thought he really come to the forefront when he got to... when he went to a big club. Yeah, but the impact that he made... On, on the the minnows of Manchester United, that's the spirit. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Tony's notes are on the back of a fag packet, as they used to say. <laughs> D- Dave has sent 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 me his own edition of War and Peace, <laughs> gold embossed. <laughs> my notes, just to finish this off, my notes are wonderfully set out in in a book <laughs> which I've left in the front bedroom in crayon <laughs> that sums up me and you don't it <laughs> this is why we have Dave someone's got to have brains <laughs> and we've got to our number ones of the um, famous four these are the best um, non-UK non-Irish players ever to grace um, the English top flight Dave I think you're wonderful um, I really do Bert Troutman, Ardelis and Drogba, I'm going to go with. Your number one, no, 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 no. Eric Cantona. Needs no introduction, a real Marmite figure, um, French international, big build, physical player. I'm not going to go on about it because the straightforward facts, I'm going to take you straight back, my argument there, straight back to Drogba. Scored 10 goals in 10 major finals, won 10 trophies, including four premiership titles. The bigger the game the more Cantona faded into the background. It was brilliant against lesser sides, but you put him into the real, real big games. No, he wasn't there. To me, I, I, I'll go along with Dave. He's a good football man. I understand it, but he's not, Cantona's not my cup of tea at all. My cup of tea for number one is a pure footballer, and I've gone for Dennis Burkamp For all the reasons that you said, a little bit earlier on, he could play the game. Play the game how it should be played. That goal that Bergkamp scored 
where he controlled the ball and took it past the defender in yeah. the same movement. And then it was just absolutely... It was, it was the most stunning goal since Frank Worthington for Bolton Wanderers against Ipswich. Do you remember that? Frank Worthington had his back... Yes, was that one... Yes. Goal, flicked it over Terry Butcher, turned round and sliced it past Paul Cooper. Was that the one when Keith Weller had his tights on that match? No, that, 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 that no. was Leicester. That was Leicester, was it? Yeah, okay. Frank Worthington did play for Leicester, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was when he was playing for Bolton. Obviously before my time, or too far up north. Well, no, it was 1978, I think it was. 78 or 79. <laughs> I could have gone for Torres, because when Torres hit Liverpool, yeah. he was unplayable. But I could have gone for Suarez, but I wouldn't go for Suarez, same reason I wouldn't go for Canto. I don't like him. Oh. Um, I think players... All, it doesn't do any harm for a player to have a nasty streak. Oh. But Cantona and Suarez took that to another level. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they took it to a level that it shouldn't be on a football pitch. Oh. And Burkamp could look after himself. All, Jürgen Klinsmann could look after himself. All, all the best players yeah. have got a hard streak. But... It didn't come out every five minutes. No. So, um, mine is Burkamp, Dave's is Cantona, and Tony's is... Cantona. <laughs> <laughs> because of what he did. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, he was the biggest steal in the transfer market ever. I mean, um, Howard Wilkinson phoned up Fergie and said, uh, we quite fancy Dennis Irwin. Well, he's not for sale. But while you're on, what, are you trying to get rid of Cantona? Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, you could have him for a million. Okay, then. And and he put Manchester United back on the championship trail, single-handedly, and was absolutely breathtaking. Against lesser <coughs> teams. Dennis Law. He Man didn't do it in the big matches. He didn't do it for France. He scored the winner against Liverpool in the FA Cup final. He didn't do it for France. That's a one-off. That's a one. A one. Oh, no, it's, but it's, uh, it's a pretty big one if you support Man United. Drogba, ten goals, ten major finals. If, if you've got a history in the FA Cup, I realise I'm talking to a Farage fan, but, you know, if you've got a history... He's actually won it more times than Leeds have, but don't let's, don't let's get into that one. <laughs> I was talking about Underclough as well, you know. But, um, basically, um, Cantona, for me, was the, 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 the king. And, and the fact that Manchester United supporters... And there are hundreds of millions of them all over the world. All with Cockney accents. And the fact that Cantona became king ahead of Dennis Law in the eyes of Man United fans, that says everything about the game. It says everything about Man United fans, yeah, I'll no, give it, you that it, one. Honestly, it says everything about the Oh, we can argue, we're going to argue, we, uh, there's no, I, I don't care that both of you decided I am not having Eric Cantona as the best ever yeah. foreign player to <clears throat> play in this country. I put that on a, on Twitter at the weekend. And um, we need three names, so I will probably insert Drogba or even Bert Troutman. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll insert one to give you three choices um, to choose from. But uh, I'll tell you what, if Cantona wins it, I'm suspending this sports show for five weeks. <laughs> well, I'm taking, it, I'm taking it to court and I'll do whatever <laughs> I want to do to win. Well, I, I, I would vote for Bert Troutman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great call. <laughs> You're just voting to stop things happening. That's your no, problem. No, no, no. I want my five weeks off. You know. <laughs> Please, everyone, vote for Cantona. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have a look. Um, first, it, with Dave, we tend to look at 
the local football scene so dave's not here so it's down to me and you to look at the local football scene tony oh not a problem so we'll start with fort william <laughs> as you know fort william playing the highland league and um they've yeah. just ended a 20 but 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 they've come good haven't they yes they've just ended a 29 month run without a win <laughs> by beating you're the scotsman around here what's that say we're now going over to our scottish expert uh in your own time Nairn County? No. Clackna-Cuddin? Clackna-Cuddin, right. I've seen Clackna-Cuddin play at Somerset Park against their United. Okay, so they beat Clackna-Cuddin 1-0, one, one and the winner came from Jack Brown. Now, you see, Fort William have been the laughing stock. They had to wait 840 days for a victory of any kind, and then they were beating Nairn County in the Scottish Cup. That ended a 74-game, 882-day run since their last win in the 12th of april 2017 but i say they've been clever they've now got no less than nine young players from on loan from inverness calavistle yeah. yeah. that's cute yeah. i like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> that is that is cute so um fort william <laughs> are no longer the worst team in the british isles because they've actually moved above huntley and lossy mouth and you <clears throat> lot's wondering what the hell is he talking about i, I think if you go on iplayer or 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 pootle around on the laptop you can actually get hold of a very very good documentary that came out recently about fort william football club and it is a, it's a, okay the record is abysmal but it's made by bbc scotland and it's called the fort ah that's the one and and it is a cracking documentary and they are a remarkable football club because well, they are to keep going after yeah that. But, i mean but, that's the serious side of it that they're still going but but they're a tiny little club way up in the highlands and they do an awful lot for the younger members that are struggling with mental health issues uh, which is an, an issue very close to the heart of this program yes and 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 there's a hell of a lot of good work being done at that club i, I, I applaud them I, I really do applaud them because and anybody can support a winning team yeah and anybody can be involved in a winning team yeah, yeah. that's the easy thing that can't have been easy, but uh, well done to them. You know, I was joking the other night, wasn't I, when I said about uh, Damo Parkinson's next in line for the Lincoln job. Has he got it? No, he hasn't got it. <laughs> but you said no, that, uh, you know, you're joking. And it was, yeah. I mean, you know, as good as Damo is, that is one hell of a jump. Yeah, um, and, and, and I think Lincoln would be likely yes. to bring in the ginger claws. Craig Denton has resigned as manager of Worksop Town on Monday. And in the betting, he is fifth favourite for the job at Lincoln City. Behind Gareth Ainsworth, he's one of them that's in front of him. But Craig Denton is up there in line for the job at Lincoln. Now, they've done it once. Is that what the plan is? I don't know. I'm just <sighs> saying that Craig Denton resigned from Worksop on Monday and he is now fifth in line, fifth favourite for the Lincoln job. I, I think it's important to remember that Lincoln City uh, appointed the Cowleys when they were a non-league club, and the Cowleys knew the yeah. non-league scene like the back of their hand. They are now pressing for promotion to the Championship. Yeah, it's a different ball game, isn't it? So it's a totally different a totally, Central Bank scenario. It's a totally different... It, it, totally different. Before we go to totally locally, um, it's the FA Cup at the weekend... Foserve should have been in if the FA had done their own work properly. Um, <laughs> a couple of standout games for me is um, Stamford United against Boston United. Oh, that's a, a bit of a cracker. Uh, and the other one is Hereford against Truro City. 
Is it Stamford United or Stamford Town? Town. Stamford Town. Did I say United? Yeah. yeah. Stamford Town against yeah, Boston yeah. United. Right, let's because, go... Um, uh, that is an Let's talk um, what happened last weekend. Um, just remind yourselves in the world of local football and... Flow save one two one at Lightan, Carl Dixon and Jamie Lloyd, which moves to the works second in that um early days Midland League table, but not now. Um as we said to Kirky on Monday night. We've, 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 we've gone down to third. Have you was that? Walsall Wood beat Stourport Swifts three nil on Tuesday night. Okay. Well, okay. Third place after the, <laughs> after the Bang first, up to date, this stuff, you know. Third place after the first six weeks <laughs> of the, the, the season. Um I think everybody at FlowServe would say, yeah, we'll have that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Particularly the way the games have gone as well, because we've had to dig deep uh, this season. Um, the easy wins have gone now, and they've had to roll up the sleeves, and they've shown grit and determination to get the results they have so far. Well, I think people now... Nobody would have heard of new at FlowServe before. No. The season started, and now they looked at some of the results and think, "Hang on, we better just make a bit more of an effort against these guys." Yeah, they've looked at the results and they've looked at the recruitment that Kirky and uh, and Rochi have put together. And in everybody else's eyes, we are seen as promotion favourites, and they therefore raise their game accordingly. And the games, the the points are blooming hard to come by now. It's it's it's, it's hard work. Um, Light Town played out their socks on Saturday. And it should be odd work, because that's what, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you get promotion for, to make yeah, life be, easier. Yeah, because it's, it's far more... So it should be odd work. It's far more rewarding to get three points at Light Town than to beat somebody 13-0, as we were doing last season. Um, Newark Town, top of the table. It's quite simple. They are top of the table. And Damo, when he told us at the beginning that he was going for promotion to get that club <laughs> into Step 6 football, well, they started, as hopefully they're going to go on... Um, we heard today, the, the breaking news today is that they've also signed Ryan Bloxham. Another good footballer, another good player. Um, oh. Uh, the, how he's going to get that down to win 11, I don't really know, but Ryan Bloxham will walk into any, almost any side. So, um, yeah. that, that's a very good sign. That, that's a really, really good sign. And they're, they're at home this weekend, but everybody's waiting till next Wednesday night when they play Harworth. That's the big... Test. But they went to Dromfield and they scored 10. Everybody, you know, we all said last week you couldn't, you know, you couldn't score an open goal and they couldn't. They put that one right. They scored 10. And Collingham got their first victory and their first goals of the season. Somebody always suffers, don't they, Tony? You know, if, if somebody does well, somebody is taking a, a backward step because mm. of what's happening. Now, Newwich took some of Collingham players. Highcomb Town have took some of Collingham players. That's football. That happens. I'm not knocking it at all. And it's up to Collingham now to regroup mm. and almost start again. And a 2-1 win at Thorn Colliery, Sean James and Tommy Johnson um, scoring the goals and immediately takes them up into mid-table. But it's um, what Collingham have got in place is, um, is a brilliant, brilliant football manager who's a proper football man who knows his league that is in very, very well. And if anybody can get them through a tricky spell, then it's Paul Hyde. Most definitely. And, oh, most definitely. And also, Dean is proving to be a real chip off the block. Yes. So once those under-18s start coming through as well, I think Collingham's in good hands. Um, taking it out of Newark a little bit, Howerby, um 
lost 1-0 at Long Buckley and uh, ninth in the United Counties Step 6 section which looking at the team that they've got out there littered with explosive players and and a few decent Newark players um, I would have thought there'd be a little bit higher than that yeah that's, that, that's almost got to be a little bit disappointing I'm, stuff. I'm sure people at Harrowby thought they would be a bit higher than yeah. that as well yeah. but well, I, it, it takes time for these people to bed in and we are still in the early throws of September so you know there's, there's always uh, Grantham lost at Nantwich Town in, in the FA Cup qualifying action that's the first ra- the first qualifying round of that and they're out before they start Craig Westcar um, scoring the goals but they did draw one all at home to Michelover Sports at the weekend and, and they seem to be going in the right um, in the right direction um, slowly but surely um, I've made a note on this one Tony's bound to make a comment so let's go with it um, <laughs> Southall City um, not Senior League Premier beat Orsworth 4-1 at Bishop's Drive on target for City were Ben's Ben Selby, Oliver Clark and Cal Law with a brace. South will name three sets of brothers in the team sheet. The Clarks, the Robinsons and the Gleasons. <laughs> Dare you say it? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. South will have our fifth in the Knots Senior League. He's choking because he's trying to not say what he's, what he's trying <laughs> to say. I've got, I've got an annoying cough. Yeah, um, Southall's fifth. And again, you know, we've said this time and time again, brilliant football club, run absolutely to perfection. Yeah. <clears throat> but the same as Collingham, until they get the ground sorted, they can't go anywhere. Step seven is all they can do. Will they go to Brinkley? Who knows? We ought to make an effort to find out. We'll get Dave to find out. Mm. Um, that's got to be the goal, hasn't it? Because they've got the pitch. They've got the ground there. It's just a question of moving there. But it ain't going to be cheap. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that both clubs are being... Um, <clears throat> their ambitions are being hemmed in by their own facilities, which is, you know... D- 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 it's a shame, because they're share. both well-run clubs. Mm. They're both likeable clubs. They both played the game correctly. They've both got a youth set up um, second to none, aren't they, really? They both really have got a good... But at the end of the day, that bottom line is they're going nowhere. Yeah. And, and it's a real shame that um, even when you're talking about clubs at that level, there's a real danger when they move grounds that they lose their identity. Mm. Um, See, Southwood do move off Bishop's Drive. Yeah. Right out into the countryside. They're almost doing what Newark did, aren't, yeah, aren't, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And Newark Town lost a certain something I mean, when they went to Collingham. Bishop's Drive, you know, is Southall City, isn't it? Yes. You know, and, and um, you know, all the wonderful people that are involved, you associate with Bishop's Drive in the same way that, that Collingham is Station Road and the facilities they've got there now with that new bar area, is absolutely, you know, wonderful. But the pitch is not long enough, and they uh, have to come back to it every single time, and I know it hurts, and I know they don't like us talking about it, but 
it comes back to it every well, single it's, time. It's, but it is inescapable, and as yeah. I say, that's what's... Um, that's the big word I couldn't think of. But, 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 but it's, it's what's preventing them, you know, yeah. realising their ambitions. As Lockton, uh, no Premier League game for them in the not-senior league last season, FC Cavaliers were unable to field a side. That's a change from the Cavaliers that you knew when Flo Serve was playing in that division, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that is a real shame because as much as we had some very heated encounters with Cavaliers, you know, <clears throat> if you were on their side, it would be a hell of a club to fight for. Mm. Absolutely great bunch of lads. Matt Wade's Curtain Brickworks works it sit. Shall we try that one again? <laughs> Matt Way's Curtin Brickwork sits fifth I'm in sure Division... I'm sure we can edit this. Yeah, I'm sure we can, <laughs> from 7 o'clock onwards. Um, fifth in Division <laughs> 1 of the Not Senior League. Uh, they lost 3-2 at Beeston. Luke Body scoring both ah. the goals. And Highcombe Town, where we started. Highcombe Town in the Lincolnshire League. A crowd of 140 saw Highcombe beat neighbours Lincoln Moorlands. That's not a bad crowd. Um, it's not a bad crowd. This is, remember, this is Highcombe Town's first ever season. Yeah. Um, and amongst the Highcombe Town goal scorers, Sid Costa. <laughs> there you go, you see? It's what a wonderful surname. Yeah. Because he's a hell of a footballer, but it will cost you. <laughs> I think even, even you, even you <laughs> could, could come up with some sort of headline for Costa. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you can. Oh, oh, right. Uh, quick break and then we'll see what football's on this weekend and I wonder where we're all gonna end up. <laughs> and the time for um moving to this weekend and having a look what's on this weekend. And on Saturday evening at um at Farndon at the Memorial Hall, it's the autumn home show for Newark Amateur Boxing Club, which means the um, young boys and girls of the club, we all know it as Suggy's Gym, of the club, get into the boxing ring. And um, Tony, unfortunately, you can't come to this one, but you come to the last one and uh, had a cracking night watching uh, it's, it's, the great and the good of Newark uh, in the ring. It, it's a real shame that it couldn't be Friday night, but after uh, the final whistle on, uh, on, on, on Saturday, after the FA Vars game, that's when my hardest bit, bit of the working week starts when I've got to do all the match reports and... Well, let's just hope you're not doing the excuses. Well, but, yeah, um... Well done. I but, hope not. But Sam and and, and, Chloe, and Chloe and Lauren and, and Alfie are all going to be there again. So, um, I shall be there. I'm, you know, I, I, unlike Mr Smith, I make the effort. But um, if, if anybody is umming and ahhing over that one, uh, I've only previously been to uh, Farndon uh, Village Hall once, and that was for uh, a bowls club uh, bun fight. A bowls club sort of cup of tea and uh, cu 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 cucumber sandwiches and fairy cakes and what have you. And those boxing boys turned it into a boxing bear pit, didn't they? Mm. It was just a brilliant boxing night absolutely brilliant it was if it couldn't have been more of a buzz if you'd been at madison square gardens it was absolutely bouncing the only question that everybody's asking and everybody's been asking me every time i've seen this week will chloe davis's mum be going alison <laughs> come on you've got to go and watch your daughter the whole of the newts asking the question <laughs> is chloe's mum going to watch the alison boxing? you would be very very proud mum if you went 
I will tell you all on Monday if Alison turns up or not. I somehow doubt it. Right, a quick run through of the football this weekend. Lincoln Moorlands are at home to Brig Reserves. Highcombe play Grimsby Borough Reserves. Ketton Brickworks are at home to, to Ravenshead. Um, Dave says they're going to win 4 1. So, um, yeah, that sticks his neck out there, don't we? Um, Bert Troutman. As Lockton are away to not senior league tabletoppers Burton Joyce. Um, While Southwell City are at home to Wollerton. Always used to love the games against Wollerton when Flo Serve played um, in in the not senior league and the Knotts Alliance. uh, Home or away against Wollerton was always a good good match. Another one of those good clubs. Um, Grantham are away to Lancaster City, who are apparently called the Dolly Blues. (laughs) Are they? (laughs) <laughs> why i don't know but we've already worked out that pitch side dave is wonderful at useless pieces of information <laughs> so grandpa are traveling to the dolly blues whereas <laughs> there's no use coming up with half a story tell us why well i'll we'll make a note of that for next week <laughs> why there you are why um <laughs> harrowby at home to cottesmore in the fa vars second qualifying round we'll come back to that one in a minute cottesmore playing the leicester senior league the same as county hall do so um Dave expects a win for Harrowby, um, which would be nice. Collingham are at home to Sutton Rovers in the Central Midlands North, although they are not. Sutton Rovers are one of the league's new boys. It's their first time in, in Step 7 football, having been promoted in from nondescript football into it. Um, and you can see why, because the game was postponed tonight because Sutton ran Collingham and told them that uh, they can't get a team because they're all off to the St Ledger. Hello, boys, you're now playing in something oh called pyramid football that expects a certain degree oh of you going to be there, not going to watch horses. Oh I think that's shocking. No, yeah, that is that, absolutely yeah. shocking. If I was people that run, that run, that run Sutton Rovers I'd, and got them into the Central Midlands, got them into pyramid football... And four games in, my player says we can't be bothered because we're going to watch an horse race. I would say goodbye. Yeah. I I would have a biggest drop about that. It's just, you you can't do that. You know, it's it's simple as. Shocking. Newark Town, and I do feel sorry for Newark Town this weekend because it's one of those where there's both Town and Flosev, Horror Tome, it's two miles apart and all that. Um, One of them's got a, a. league game against a team that's in 13th place in the league the other's got an FA Vars game against a team that's top of their league and of course Gagnesh Town um, so I do feel sorry for Newark Town I do hope that some people go and watch that game as well because they the way the, the football have been playing they deserve to have a crowd there um, they do and I think it's uh, it's the way it's fallen and it's always going to fall like that in this standard of football isn't it you cannot part you know, you cannot say home away, home away. I, I, I don't know if any, as talking off the top of my head, if, I don't know if any attempt has been made by New Town to change the kick-off time. That would have been a sensible move. You know, but mm. I, I would have thought a 12 o'clock kick-off at the YMCA. Yes. Then everybody can still... You do still, both, can can't you? Still, have a grand you know, opping day. Have, have a belting day. Well, the team are playing the Phoenix and they're, and they're from... Um, they're from Sheffield, as I say, 13 are in the table, uh, and really, town should have another heyday. Really, shouldn't they? Should put yeah. another. Well, it's, it's certainly an another ad- batch of goals. Ad- advertise a headline writer's dream, isn't it? When you're playing Phoenix, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that brings us to um, the football and highlight of the weekend. It's the FA 
It's the FA Vars match at at FlowServe. It's um, the first ever FA Vars match to take place in Newark. You, somebody tried to catch you out on that one, I noticed on... Ian Lamb. Um, Facebook. Yeah. Um, yes, Newark Town have been in the Vars, and they've had some memorable days in the Vars, which is why I was so pleased to get Vars football back, but they never actually played a game in Newark. No, they uh, they played two games. Uh, they won the game that yeah. was played in Newark, and it's like, sorry, played at Collingham, yeah. and, and then they lost in the away match. Um, so, it's the first ever one in Newark. Skegness Town play in step six football which is a level lower than Newark Town but having said that they are top of the table won five out of the seven games that they've played they've played so far the good thing for Skeggy of course is they've got one hell of a catchment area because there's nobody you know until you get up to Grimsby and Cleethorpes there's nothing is they yeah. and but they've obviously got the commitment that, that Sutton Rovers haven't got because They've got some travelling, haven't they? In that northern counties. Yeah, east they thing. have. Um, I, was, I was looking at the northern counties uh, east first division um, team components, and uh, they have got some long trips. But um, it's it's, it's going to be fantastic to have Vars football um, at Low Fields. But um, I think what's more important uh, than anything is that we win. Um, because um, then seven more wins, and the good people. <laughs> and you get your and you get your pound no, back. No, no. I know, I know. No, no, seven more wins, and the good people of Newark can have a day out that they'll never forget. Um, down at Wembley, eight more wins, and I get my pound back. Dave is predicting a three-one win to the works. You see, he calls them the works and not the Iowa man. Good lad, Dave. That's two of us that's got tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's predicting a three-one <laughs> win. Um, if it's a 1-0 victory to flow save, I'm not going to complain, but I do think it's going to be tight. Um, I, I, I think I'd go along with a 3-1, although uh, as a football man, I prefer a clean sheet. But, uh, yeah, the most important thing is that we've got a place in the draw for the first round proper, and that's all that matters. Because this, of course, you know, money also raises its ugly head, doesn't it? The money's not really worth... <coughs> um, the cheque it's written on until you get to the semi-final stage if you do get to the final the losers get 20,000 and uh, and the winners get 30,000 uh, pounds but the uh, but what is worth the, it is to say that your club is in the third the fourth oh, the yeah, round yeah. of a national competition it's, and it's, it's, know, it's kudos rather than financial I think and I'm absolutely confident this is the first time that Newark Flow Serving whatever guys have had have played in a national competition. Yeah, it is. It's got to be. Yeah, it's... Um, it's got to be. When you get somebody uh, like Shane Tyvey uh, writing on Facebook today, I've never looked forward to a match as, at Flow Serve as much in my life. Fl- uh, Shane isn't given to um, sort of hyper- hyperbole, but I mean, for him uh, to Shane sort of, is what? Is, is, uh, is, he isn't given to hyperbole. But, you know, it's, it's basically... Is that near High Wycombe? <laughs> no, it's, 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 quite, it's quite near there. It's, it's more in the Purbley region. OK. But, um, but basically, you know, for, for him to come out of the statement like that, I mean, it, is, it just sums up how big the game is at Lowfields on Saturday. So oh, it's, it's, it's an absolutely massive game. Yeah. An absolutely massive game. But uh, all we can do is we can wait and see. It's a 3 o'clock kick-off. It's a 3 o'clock kick-off at... Um, 
the sports village as well so you pick your game you want to go and see on that one um elsewhere um it's the start of the rugby season ashfield against newark um Ashfield newly promoted, the same as Newark's title of the newly promoted team last season, to do this time round. At Ashfield. It's at Ashfield, yes, yeah. yeah, so we're not going to be stretched even further. <laughs> um, that's at, at Ashfield. Um, Farndon Colts play Bottisford, they've, um, season's underway, the youth season's underway, that's at the Magnus at, um, half past eleven. We've already mentioned the, um, the, the boxing club's home championship. The men's hockey, um, they're playing South Knots in, um, numerous friendlies and the ladies travel to Bourne doing the same on Sunday it's the wonderful Ponton Plod <laughs> um, of which I've got no doubt um, Graham and Dave will tell us all about next week and um, Sheffield um, is the destination for our senior youth l- rugby players um, they're off there on Sunday morning. As regards Radio Newark Sport, well, I think it probably goes without saying, um, Radio Newark Sport and the Sport Camera will be at Lowfields on Saturday afternoon to see this historic first ever National Cup match in Newark for the works. Special permission to say that from Gary Clark, so you can argue as much as you like. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we're off, um, we're off boxing fond and, and on sunday we're going dragon boat racing um mm. victoria told us all about it last night so we're going to see if um vicky can can stay dry and uh, i'll have the camera pointing directly on her don't worry because if she does go in <laughs> that is the one for monday morning it's been a strange old week um with gary and pitchside dave not being able to make it because of family reasons and we obviously wish them both uh, that uh, everything turns out for the good we're back next week with one that tony and myself are looking forward to immensely because it's going to be one of those very very special shows nina bradley (laughs) is in this studio and nina's had an awful year an awful year and she's agreed to come and tell us all about it um coming up next it's dean anderson and the gang and it's andrew channel see you later (laughs) 